Hello everyone, my name is Dimitri and you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. In this show, I talk about minimalism, self-improvement, productivity, and what it means to build a better life. Enjoy the show. In five, four, three, two, one. And that is how I start each and every one of my podcasts. What is going on, guys? My name is Dimitri and you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast as the intro told you. And I have myself on the podcast once again. I am doing another topic-based podcast, and this one is going to be on how slash why I started a podcast, how to start a podcast, all those sort of things. So to get started off with, I want to talk about what I just said, which was actually part of the the plan. Um, I meant to say something like, you know, I, I want to start talking about how slash why I started a podcast. The actual whole podcast is going to be about how to do it and more of the how than the the why I did because I'd rather bring you information that's important than just talk about myself. So to get started, I started the podcast because I wanted to talk to other people that were making videos that were in this space. And while recently maybe I haven't done that, it's because I'm trying to figure out some things regarding my videos and um, recording a lot of... Uh, stuff for the next quarter of school and, and trying to get into a more um, consistent uploading schedule that'll be pretty easy to do if I have some. I, I basically made a very big list of video topic ideas and did the SEO research and stuff. So I tried to task batch a lot of the work that may be not as fun now and then I will do a lot of the recording for a while. So that'll be the better part of it anyways. I know I may not have been talking to people recently, but I started the podcast because I wanted to hear about different people's ideas, talk to them, and I was inspired by a couple of people that I watched. For example, Thomas Frank and Matt Diavella had podcasts. I know Thomas Frank didn't really have guests on much, but Matt Diavella did, and I really liked the way that they go through and they talk in their podcasts with their co-host in Thomas Frank's case or their guests and learn from different topics, learn on different book topics, learn about different things that people in the world know that I don't because I am not an all-knowing, all-encompassing being. And learning from these different podcast guests has kind of been a good experience for me and I hope it's been a good experience for you guys as well because that's kind of the point. So I started the podcast to talk to other people and hopefully it's helped you in some sort of way. I think a lot of the people that I've met on these podcasts have also become somewhat of like, you know, like YouTube friends and YouTube, uh, I don't want to say confidence, but people I can talk to about YouTube and that can relate to it and bounce, I can bounce ideas off of them and they can bounce ideas off of me and that sort of thing. So they've been really good for me. And I think they've probably been really good to listen to because a lot of these people have just such unique ideas that I never had. I also want to say that I have been a huge fan of audio overall. Uh, I'm somebody who, when I first got my microphone that I use now, and I think it was 2016 or 2015, the Christmas of 2015, 2016, when I was making another YouTube channel, I was just overwhelmingly excited to use it and to, to have fun with it. Because the thing is, I like 
the sound of the microphone. I like messing with the audio levels. I like doing all those sort of things to make my voice sound good, to overcome bad background noise because I do have like this loud furnace in the basement that I grew up with. And that was kind of fun figuring out how I can mask what the background noise is and get rid of it. And over time I've gotten better and better at doing these things. And I mentioned it as the furnace kicks in, which is not a big deal anymore because I have figured it out. And I want to make this podcast to tell you a little bit more about what you need to understand about audio that can help you out in making your audio sound pretty decent, even if there's bad background noise and all the different things that you can do to make it sound good in general. So to get started off with, I'm going to talk about this later when I do my mic recommendations, but don't get a Blue Yeti. Do not get a Blue Yeti microphone. Just don't. Okay, that's the first thing you need to know. The second thing that can help you have better audio is getting a pop filter or wind screen for your microphone. So basically, yep, yeah, is this noise? Probably didn't sound great in the microphone. You got like blowing into the microphone. Those noises are not great, right? For the microphone, if you do not have something covering it, because what happens is that noise will burst air into the microphone or distort the microphone due to the sharp hard harshness of the sound from the P or the air from the blowing of uh, certain words. And I personally think that if you don't have a mic cover like a windscreen or a pop filter, you're going to have really bad audio quality because those noises come often in different words, whether you speak English or another language, they in the microphone, it's going to come up at some point. And you will notice that I just said multiple words with P's in it, and it would have distorted the microphone immensely. So that's the first step to getting better mic quality. Just make sure you have a windscreen or a pop filter. There are very cheap options. I can put some in the description if you'd like, uh, and I, I figure you guys probably will, so I'm gonna do that anyways. But they are extremely easy to get, extremely cheap. You can even make one yourself with uh, like a, a ring and, and some nylon that you can have at home and it's it's actually really easy. It's just preventing some extra noise going into the microphone and distorting it. So it's really not that bad. I will take a swig of water at the moment because my my voice feels distorted. My voice feels like it's uh doesn't have enough keeping it at the point where it can uh make decent noise for you guys. So there's that. Anyways, yeah, make sure you do that and another quick tip is if you're going to be doing podcasts or doing anything with your audio in general, a big reason the pop filter is important is because right now I'm basically hugging the mic. I'm almost eating the microphone. And, and I think being up on top of it and like your lips actually touching the wind, the pop filter or windscreen is not the right thing, but you should be about an inch, maybe less away from that windscreen or pop filter. Pop filters usually are farther away from the microphone, so you can be really up close to the pop filter. But my point is you should really be up to the microphone because of one simple thing. You want the audio to come through that you're saying more than anything in the background. And the main way that that can happen is that you are the main source of audio going into the microphone. So for example, if I go away from the microphone right now, you're going to hear me less and the background noise will come through more than if I'm talking like this because I'm right up on it. And there's a significant background noise that I have in my basement at the moment. And you'll have more of my voice come through at this moment than this moment because, and I'm back in front of the mic again, because there's a big issue regarding 
background noise with microphones overall because noise exists outside of what you're just saying. And noise isolation and noise reduction softwares do fine. For example, I use Audacity, right? And there's a fair amount of things that you can do with noise reduction and Audacity. Uh, like the main thing is if you have a certain audio level that's happening, for example, during this podcast, I paused and stopped talking for 20 seconds when the furnace turned on. So I could have an indicator for when the furnace turns on. And also every time a significant background noise comes in, uh, for example, if you have a furnace or if you have an air conditioning unit or something like that, that goes off, you should probably in audacity wait 20 seconds before speaking again, and then use that as a level to get noise reduction from. So noise reduction and audacity works as you take, or most softwares, you take the space with just the background noise, you get a sample of that audio, and then you take that sample of audio and use it to reduce the background noise over the times that you're talking. So if you have audacity, if you know what I'm talking about regarding noise reduction, make sure that every time a new sort of thing happens and at the beginning of every recording that you don't speak for 20 seconds and don't make any noise for 20 seconds. So that you could utilize that base background noise and then use news noise reduction software to put over that spot where you're talking and that whole time in the video recording or the podcast recording where you're talking. And you can utilize that software to mitigate a little bit of the background noise so your voice comes through more because the unedited version of this audio would sound much worse and the background noise would come through a lot easier. Also, I want to make sure that you guys understand if you're going to have a guest on the podcast or even yourself on the podcast, please make sure that you wear headphones. I'm wearing just one ear in right now and have the audio very low. But what I know is that the audio is not distorted. I don't have any crackings, any sort of things like that. Make sure you have like a feedback going, whether that's on Audacity or your microphone could have a port where you can hear yourself. But what you want to do is make sure that you have a little feedback so that you know if you're talking too quietly in comparison to when you're usually talking or if the microphone gain is not that high in comparison to usual. It might have moved. You might have moved it by accident and you didn't know, uh, all those sort of things. On top of that, you also want to know whether it's working. So if you, you could see the audio waveform and that could help, but the distortion that comes through in some weird situations with my current microphone, I would not know unless I had the one earphone in. So usually the fix is just to unplug it and plug it back in, turn off my computer, turn it back on because these things can be finicky, but make sure that you have a headphone in and have some feedback going so that you know that that's going to be the case so that you can not go through the really frustrating process of, for example, this will be a longer podcast recording. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be longer in comparison to my ones with my guests. The ones by myself are usually shorter because it's only me talking. Let's say it's a 30 minute thing, right? I talk for 30 minutes and then all of a sudden what happens is, is that I find out that the audio was distorted and had a clipping sound the entire time and I get really mad because I have to do it again. And sure, do I like doing this? Is this fun? Yes, but nobody likes going through the situation of working on something for 30 minutes, putting a fair amount of energy into this. And you gotta understand, like making podcasts, making videos, they require a fair amount of energy. You wanna be energetic when you're talking. You wanna be excited about what you're talking about. And I'm not saying I'm not in general and that I like lose the excitement by the end of it, but nobody wants to do something twice. So, and also time management guy, I hate when my time gets screwed. If I am the one who is 
capable of preventing that from happening. So I would prefer to get more work done than have to redo work in general. So always make sure that you have headphones in. And if you have a guest on your podcast and they are with you, make sure they have headphones in to check whether their mic's working as well as make sure that if you're talking with someone over Zoom and you do a Zoom recording like that, that they also have headphones in because nothing is worse than having to edit out their feedback from their speaker on their microphone. That's actually the, the worst, like nothing, nothing could be farther from, I don't know, nothing, nothing could be as good. So I, I really dislike that. And I really recommend that you use headphones to your advantage when you're making podcasts. And that's, that's pretty much it regarding that topic. Now, at this point, I know you may be asking what kind of mic should I get? You're making a podcast right now, Dimitri. What mic are you using? Why does it sound so great? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I've gotten some compliments on my microphone before, and I just wanted to let you know what I use and what I recommend that you guys use overall, because there is a little bit to know about microphones when it comes to podcasting or recording in general. I, I'm someone who's not an audiophile per se, but I'm very happy with the product, the products that I've used. I'm very happy with what I've researched and found out. And I think that you guys should know some of this information if you are trying to start a podcast. So first and foremost, the number one rule in podcasting is don't buy a Blue Yeti. Don't buy a Blue Yeti. Don't buy, buy a Blue Yeti. Do not buy a Blue Yeti. Don't do it. Plain and simple. Don't buy a Blue Yeti. That's the first thing. That's what sometimes what you want also involves knowing what to avoid. A Blue Yeti is a common microphone that people pitch as being good for commentating. It's been popular since back when Call of Duty gameplay commentaries were like getting popular and that's kind of where it launched its popularity. And then like it's little counterpart was the blue snowball which actually always was better for podcasting or at least more of a reasonable purchase for podcasting so the blue snowball is probably the cheapest option i'd go with it is a uh not condenser i think it yeah it's a usb condenser microphone and it is cheap but it does a decent job I used that on the start of this channel before I switched to this. I did have this the whole time. I just had to fix some of the audio problems that I was having with it because I've had it for a while. And um, I think it was on my end more than the microphone causing problems. So I would recommend if you're going to go for a podcast mic in the cheapest sense, uh, I know there's a lot of good ones that are coming out now that are decent, but the Blue Snowball has always been a, a very decent, very budget option. What I would recommend that's a middle ground for a lot of people is this microphone, uh, the Audio-Technica AT2020. Now you can go with the USB version, which is not what I have. I have the XLR version because I actually bought it by accident and then I had to buy a, what's called a preamp. So essentially an XLR microphone does not have the capabilities to plug in directly to your computer. There's this little thing on the bottom that's got this long cable and XLR is more of a direct feed into the microphone than a USB would be. Now, for the intenses, or for the purposes of this microphone that I'm using now, an XLR isn't going to do that much because an XLR is not going to bring out, you know, thousands of dollars or even a couple hundred dollars in studio mic quality. This is really a microphone that is 
in a nice budget range. I think it's around $100 if I recall. Um, the links to things will be in the description. It is a microphone that has a plus version, which is pretty good. The USB plus version is pretty great. From what I've heard, you can get audio feedback by plugging in headphones into it. It's uh, a really nice microphone to get started with. I have a little, uh, not a pop filter because I, I used pop filters before and I've broken them while bending them. So I just have a little cover, which is essentially a pop filter, but it's um, just a phone windscreen. And I think this works great. You guys notice that I don't have any problems or problems with the microphone distorting when I made those noises, which a lot of microphones have that problem. If they're a cheap microphone and or if you don't have a windscreen or if you don't have a pop filter. So I really recommend getting a microphone like this with a windscreen or pop filter because it prevents the plosive sounds from blowing up the microphone. You will have a serious problem with distortion if you choose to podcast and don't use that because when you're podcasting, you should be close to the microphone to prevent the background noise from really being in the room and you want your your voice to be the most present thing. So being close to the microphone helps that. So moving forward, if you really want to go for an option where, okay, I'm going into this and I'm going to be serious about it and I have the money to spend, get the Shure, what is it? SM7B. I think so. I'm going to check my notes. Yeah. Shure SM7B microphone. It's a microphone that needs a little bit of help regarding a cloud lifter, which is another external device, kind of like a preamp, but what the cloud lifter does on top of the preamp, because you need both if you get a Shure SM7B, I'm pretty sure, is basically it raises the audio levels, so the, the volume will get louder, and what we call noise in the audio, I was gonna say audio game, but it just sounds weird. What What's called noise when you're uh, doing video or audio is like, I guess specifically for audio noise is that background noise, like that, like hissing sound that happens. So when you have an Shure, a Shure SM7B, it has a very low audio volume, right? So what the cloud lifter does is it raises the base level of audio that comes out from the microphone while at the same time doing it with extremely minimal gain in the in regards to the background noise so when i turn up the gain on this thing it will raise the background noise a lot because it's not a cloud lifter and cloud lifters shouldn't really be used on cheaper microphones and shouldn't be used on many things outside of the sure sm7b and microphones like that so when you get this cloud lifter and it helps you really get the most quality out of it because you're going to be able to speak into the microphone uh, maybe a little less loud a little less close and you will not have as much background noise coming in if you, uh, uh, in comparison to if you just used a preamp and turned the gain up, so the gain is just a volume knob, and that's really gonna be what's best for you for, for microphones. I think microphones overall are really great nowadays. What you gotta do is you gotta find something that works for you, something that's in your price range that isn't tinny. Uh, you don't want anything that sounds tinny. I think this microphone does a decent job of bringing out the nice qualities of my voice. I don't have the perfect voice. I don't have the perfect radio voice. I could like put on a fake charade sort of voice and it could maybe sound better but i for my purposes i want to just talk normal into the microphone and i think this does a great job of making it sound like i have a pretty decent sounding voice for podcasting radio whatever you're going to do for something with audio or video mixed with a good quality audio i think this microphone has a lot of dynamic range to it i think the blue snowball has less but is still quality i think anything that i listed 
plus some other stuff that I may put in the description of uh, the podcast and the video portion of this, because this is the clip I'm using from the podcast, are really going to be what you should look for. Uh, I don't think many microphones are awful nowadays uh besides i honestly just think the blue yeti is just such a waste of of uh, i think it's over 100 bucks and it's one of those things where it falls into a similar budget range to this at2020 but it's just not meant for podcasting it's very tinny in my opinion uh, i know a lot of guys uh and girls who have bought the blue yeti a lot of people have bought the blue yeti and been disappointed with it in the long term regarding the podcasting I know even some higher level YouTubers use it. And uh, to be frank, their podcast just didn't sound that great when they were using it. I think Graham Stephan used it for the Graham Stephan show for a while. And I was like, man, Graham, this is, uh, this is not great. Like, I can't describe to you the difference between a good sounding and a bad sounding microphone over podcast. I think that's a really important part of it. I mean, it's the only actually part of it unless you do clips like I do. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's kind of like the only thing that matters. So when you're starting on your podcast and you need to post it, it's a little bit different than when you're making like YouTube videos or something like that. You make YouTube videos by creating a channel, you press upload, it, it goes on the channel. With a podcast, you have to set up something called an RSS feed on a podcast hosting site. So essentially podcasts have hosting sites like Anchor, uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I use Anchor personally. There's a couple that are coming to my mind, like the symbols in my head, but I can't imagine the names of the companies. So that's Buzzsprout. Is that Buzzsprout maybe is one? Um, and you use these hosting sites to set up what's called an RSS feed. So that works in actually a pretty similar way to what blogs work like. If anyone's ever worked with a blog, you have a hosting, obviously you have something like WordPress, right? So WordPress in this situation would be like something like Apple or Spotify podcasts. Uh, and then you take this hosting and you set up an RSS feed so that when you put a file up there, it'll then broadcast the RSS feed to something like WordPress, something like a uh, Squarespace, the hosting, is Bluehost, your Bluehost, your Dreamhost, your HostGators, basically the different places that store the files are disconnected from the places that broadcast your RSS feed or podcast files or blogs, that kind of thing. So essentially YouTube has its own thing set up where they have their own hosting of the files and everything because they're Google and they have Google Drive and all that kind of stuff. So it's easy for them, but for for podcasts, Apple does not have like some sort of hosting that's directly connected to Apple Podcasts. Anchor is what I use for hosting. And essentially what you do is you go on there, you make a profile, you set up the RSS feed, you set up everything. And then you go through a few day process of connecting it to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify Podcasts. And when I say few day process, I just mean they have to go in and review whether the, the RSS feeds work and stuff. So you can set up everything in basically, uh, I don't know, two hour, maybe hour and a half process, but it will take a day or two before everything's set up on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcasts and, and that sort of thing. Uh, I use Anchor, like I said, and it's free. Uh, I would not recommend, or well, I mean, if you have the money to pay for a uh, paid one, I don't 
uh, think there's anything wrong with any of the paid platforms that are out there. I just personally think Anchor's fine for free purposes, and a lot of people are using it more than ever. And I, I, I'm not even plugging Anchor, even though you have the option to plug them and make money on your podcast. But uh, I'm just plugging them because I think they're a good platform and because I like them. So I'd recommend using that. Uh, I think looking up how to do this on YouTube is fairly easy. Uh, may seem like a lot of work, but looking up how to do this on YouTube will will honestly get this fixed for you in like an hour and a half. And then from there, once the hosting is set up, all you need to do is upload it and schedule it and even post it right away, just as you would with a YouTube channel. It's the exact same, except you post on the hosting rather than on like the platform. So people would probably imagine you post your podcast on Apple Podcasts, but you post it on a hosting and then the host uh, displays it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever else you decide to connect it to. And Anchor makes it really easy to connect those different platforms with your RSS feed. And uh, I think that it's a really great platform, like I said. So I really recommend you check out Anchor to host your podcasts. And the next thing I want to talk about is what kind of podcast do you want to have? Do you want to have a solo podcast? Do you want to have a partner-based podcast? Do you want to have a guest-driven podcast? I personally have a mix of a pretty much a guest-driven podcast uh, with some solo ones in there on topics. And I think personally that that's my, the way that I want to do it. I like having the interaction. I like having the people on there. I think you got to figure out what is best for you. I'm going to go through some ideas that I have regarding uh, if you have a guest-driven podcast or a partner-based or a solo one. And I, I'm not going to say that these are hard rules like these are not rules that you have to stick to but these are some of my opinions on these topics first of all if you want to have a guest driven podcast you want to make sure that you communicate with who you want on the podcast before asking them and to build a rapport so when i've gone and gotten these guests on my podcast i try to make sure that i speak to them like people and not just like business request them to be on my podcast because i would like to interact with them a bit if they if they like to be on my podcast that's great but it's nice to get to know these different people in the community that make videos or make uh, different things that really are helping people in the world. If that's kind of what your podcast is about, if you're like a tech, for example, if you're a tech podcast, you want to learn about somebody else in the space who's making tech videos. That's awesome. Don't just email them or DM them saying, Hey, I want to be on my podcast. Try to build a rapport with them, talk with them a little bit. And I think that you'll find that to be a little bit better. Uh, most of the people that I've talked to have said that they appreciate that uh, or that uh, anyone it's it's similar to when you get asked for a collaboration and you've never spoken to them before. I don't know if it's like an underwritten rule, but I think a lot of people that I've talked to have said that they really don't like that and that it makes them feel like they're just, they're less likely to say yes to that collaboration if they don't make an attempt to have a conversation before being asked. So I recommend making sure you talk to the person, get to know them a little bit, see if they would be a right fit for you on a personal level, and then have them on your podcast. I also, like I said earlier, wear headphones and make sure that the person that you are uh, interviewing is wearing headphones as well. Kindly also ask them to use their best microphone if it's a virtual one. And I did a little a thing for a while where I asked them to record on Audacity or something with their microphone if they used it for the videos. And you know, I found that it's easier and more time efficient to just have them go on the Zoom call and input their nice microphone on the uh, Zoom audio. And that's that's what I think most people should probably go with. So I think people don't care a crazy amount about the guest audio. Uh, if it's the same, that's great. But a lot of the times it's not going to be. It's going to take a lot of work to get around, uh, you know, not being in the same place. 
And if you want it to be less work, I recommend you just asking them kindly to put their best microphone in as the settings on the Zoom call or the FaceTime call or whatever you're recording. So going further with that, I think you need to make sure that you plan out the topics you will talk uh, with the guest about and to let the other person speak more than you. Even though you're the host, I think you should let the other person speak more. This is something that I try to do better with and that I try to keep myself in check with and others try to keep myself in check with. And I appreciate those people who keep me in check about that because it is a guest-driven podcast. And that means the guest should be driving the podcast and keeping the topics moving forward. And you're just the person asking the questions and they're the person providing the information to the questions. So while your feedback and your good little banter is important, it's more important that they get most of the say in the podcast. So make sure that you let your guests speak more than you. Going into the partner-based podcast ideas, I think some people um, don't understand maybe when they're starting this that you really just got to have great chemistry. So for example, Vince, who I've had on the podcast multiple times, we've talked about a little bit like, hey, let's maybe do a partner-based podcast. Could happen at some point, not sure. Uh, We don't have a crazy same audience, but we have a lot of the same work ethic and like lifestyle thoughts and such, right? So I wouldn't mind at all having him as a partner on my podcast because we have a lot to talk about. However, we have talked a little bit about the fact that having someone in the same topic genre is very important and we could maybe find a way to make a podcast work between the two of us. But I think personally, we've both realized that it's probably better that, uh, we shelve that idea for a little while. However, there can be, you know, some openings in our mind for that in the, in the future, if it works out. But I really think you should find somebody that you have great chemistry with on top of anything. And then the next step is making sure that they're also in the same topic genre or that they can talk about the topic genre you're in relatively easily. Uh, or you could have two different people who just have great chemistry and can bounce ideas off each other really well, which is also really important. If you look at Martin Bamey and, uh, Thomas Frank, they do have a lot of the same ideas and they do have a lot of the same background. I think they're actually childhood friends and that shows really well in the podcast. And I think it's uh, it's a, it's a really good thing that they have going on. If it's virtual or in person, make sure that you have two microphones so that you're recording with both of them close to your mouth and on low gain, like all of the audio things that they talk about or that I talk about in, in this podcast. And I haven't talked about in this podcast. I think if you're both people who are running a show together, you're going to be able to make this happen. Now, when you have guests on, it's harder, but if you have the guests be at the same level as, as a partner, I don't, I don't think that should be what you expect. I think if you do have a partner though, you should both expect that you're both recording from the most high quality point that you can. You'll probably find an editing process that's pretty streamlined and you'll be a okay, but that's just my opinion on that. Next, going into the solo podcast and the last topic of this podcast. I've said the word podcast a lot and P is a good letter to showcase how my windscreen is working. So I'm glad I'm doing that. In a solo podcast, you need to make sure the topics are interesting and can be searchable. So for this, I think it's probably a good self podcast. I'm going to do some book reviews later as well because they're searchable. The topics are, are interesting and not as off the cuff. Now off the cuff stuff is fine. And I think you can do that uh, where you just talk about life and, and you can talk about different current topics, but they got to be sort of trending topics and they have to be relevant and, or they can just be interesting stories, which people very much like when you're 
when you're being recorded and, and consuming content in general, people like stories, but I would say make sure the topics are interesting or and or searchable. And in this podcast, I'm exactly showcasing that because I'd say, you know, if people are wanting to learn how to start a podcast, they're going to look up how to start a podcast, right? So that's something that many people can look up on the podcast platforms and find for themselves. And that can help you get some new viewers. The last thing I want to say is that everything is on you when you're making a self podcast. And in these podcasts that I do by myself, I have to prepare myself for, to speak for like 30 minutes uh, based on how long the topics are. Could be less, could be more, but I have to, to prepare myself to speak for 30 plus minutes. And it's all on me. If I mess up, it's all on me. I haven't really had any mess ups and that's totally a jinx. And I'm going to be really mad at myself when I mess up in the next five, two, three minutes, whatever it is. And you just got to remember that everything's on you. Anything that does happen in the background, you don't have any partners to help you with the editing. Uh, unless you hire somebody, you don't have anybody to help you learn the audio settings. Uh, if you don't have a partner who's like trying to learn it with you. So just remember that everything's on you learning uh, the different ideas and the different ways that you can entertain the audience, the different podcast topics that you want to bring up, all that kind of stuff's on you. And I just think that it's a pretty, I don't want to say rough, but it's a pretty interesting experience. And it's a pretty challenging experience that can be, it can be fun, but it is very challenging when you're first starting out. Uh, in a sense, I'd say the fun outweighs the challenge. And for any of you that are looking into being a podcast, I guess my last point here will be just have fun with it. You know, I think a lot of people are worried about trying to be the best they can be a little too much at the start of these things when the fact of the matter is everyone is not good or well most people aren't that great at podcasting or at video production when they first start out I'm not great like I'm all right like I think I do a pretty decent job but it's because I'm on episode 32 so like I have a lot of practice and I've made videos in high school before and I have a lot of practice talking into a microphone and not messing up too much and I'm glad I didn't jinx myself because I'm basically about to uh, end the podcast and I finally had my first slip up with the uh, the odd uh, that wasn't the sort of Obama-esque uh, pause so that was that was the jinx right after I said I wasn't going to jinx myself so good work Dimitri that being said guys I really appreciate all the support I really appreciate everything you guys do for me and this is going to come out right after Christmas. Uh, so I just got to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you guys in the next one.